0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Balan in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to continue our sermon series on the doctrine of giving. Last two weeks, we talked about how important giving is. We were trying to understand some of the basic principles of giving. First week we understood that we are not the owners of the wealth that God has given to us but instead we are stewards. We are asked to manage the wealth that God has given to us. The moment we understand, realize that we don't own anything on this earth, that puts us in a right place of God's expectation. Where we need to stand and how we need to give to God. The last week we talked about we need to give today because we follow a God who is a giver. Right from beginning, He keeps giving, and even today He gives. He gives. He continues to give. We follow a God who is a giver. The ultimate giving was done at the cross when He gave His only begotten Son. And we talked about Jesus, his teachings on giving. And even there were ladies, they were ministering to Lord Jesus by their possessions, by their wealth. That means they have given offerings to Lord Jesus as he was ministering. And we talked about the early church. The early church was a giving church. So we follow a God who is a giver. So that's the reason we want to be giving. We want to be giving. We want to be givers too. And today I want to talk about unlocking the hidden treasures. Unlocking the hidden treasures by our giving. You know, this is very, very important because we, you know, we hear so many things about giving today. And you know, some of those giving uh, uh, sermons, we just keep them aside at times, thinking that they are prosperity doctrines. They are talking about prosperity, but scripture talks about prosperity too. So it is very important to understand the importance of giving in the light of the Word of God. And as I mentioned, we are talking about uncovering or unlocking the hidden treasures that God has kept to us. God is telling us Your, our blessings are buried somewhere and we need to go and uncover those blessings and unlock them. They are tied up somewhere. And God wants us to unlock those blessings. If you can imagine a huge door which is in front of you and the door is locked. And there is a treasure kept inside the door. All that you and I need to do to get the treasure, we need to open the door. And we are willing to open the door, but the door is locked, and we don't have the key with us. And there is no way, under the heaven, we can go and inherit that blessing, because the blessing, the treasure, is locked. And someone comes and tells you that you know, around your backyard, there is a treasure which is hiding, and you are asked to find the treasure and we don't know where the treasure is probably we end up in digging the whole backyard to find the treasure so unless you do that there is no way we can reach the treasure this morning we're talking about god is telling us that blessings are buried somewhere and god wants us to uncover or unlock those blessings what is a hidden treasure let's start with this what is a hidden treasure Treasure is hiding somewhere. And we know that treasure is not just an ordinary thing. Usually treasure is valuable. Treasure may be gold or silver or it may be money. So treasure is of great value. But most of the time, nobody leaves the treasure just on the road. You don't find when you just walk on the road sideways, sidewalk, you don't find treasures all the time. How many of you take treasures every time when you walk? You may be doing that in some games, right? But not, not in reality. We can't really get treasures in that way because treasures are always buried. They're all hiding somewhere. No one really knows where those treasures are. And most of the time, the treasures are not simple things. They are very high value. But you know what? Once we find a treasure, the treasure is going to change our entire life. Now We keep hearing some of... Uh, uh, you know our people, not our people. So sorry, our people don't do that. So uh, s- people telling that you know if I win lottery tomorrow, I will resign my job. I don't need to work anymore. I'm sure you don't do that. So uh, you know th- that's what they say because they s- consider that as a treasure. So once we find the treasure, our entire life changes. Because the treasure, when it comes in our lives, it is going to bless us forever. And this morning we are going to talk about how do we uncover those treasures in our lives. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Before we talk about I want to make sure the importance of treasure in our lives. Matthew chapter 13. And Jesus is talking about treasure here. Jesus is mentioning a parable. If we can read from Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 46. Scripture says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Treasure was hidden in a field, and this man somehow found the treasure and he kept the treasure hiding under the, in the field. And because he was very happy that he found the treasure, now he wants to buy that entire field. So that he can own the treasure. And you know what he did? He just sold everything that he, has already, he had already and he bought the treasure. And if you continue reading, verse 46 says, Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. You know, treasures are always worth buying. In both the incidents, of course, Jesus is talking about kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven in these parables. But treasures, once you know, once you find a treasure... You know, obviously treasure brings great joy. The moment we find the treasure, somehow we want to possess the treasure because it brings great joy to us and we know that treasure is of high value and we realize the value of the treasure is much greater than all that we possess today. Can you listen to me this morning? The value of the treasure is much greater than all that we possess. That's the reason in the two parables, they went and sold everything that they had. Think about what we have today. The treasure that word of God is talking about, it's much greater than the worth of our houses. The treasure that word of God is talking about, it's much greater than our bank balance. When we find this treasure, we are able to sell everything that we have to go and possess this treasure. It's worth investing on the treasure. That's what this parable gives us an idea about. Treasures are always buried. Treasures are always buried. Now treasures really not, are not really buried as today. Or today. Treasures are buried long ago. Treasures were buried long ago. You know, when somebody finds treasure, you know, we know some of the physics phenomena. The coal that we get today, the, 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 the different minerals that we get today, they were all buried millions of years ago. And today when we go and dig them, we get oil, we get coal, we get many valuable things from the ground. Treasures are were buried long ago. Now I want you to I want to take you to a scripture portion from the book of Genesis to the life of Isaac. If you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 26. There was a great famine in the land where Isaac was living. And Lord God spoke to Isaac very clearly, Do not go to Egypt. You know, the the easy way they found earlier, they run into Egypt. Moment, there is a drought or famine. But this time, God spoke to Isaac very clearly, Do not go to Egypt. Let's read that from Genesis chapter 26 verse 17 onwards. 17 to 22. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar. The God told him very clearly, do not go to Egypt. So Isaac obeyed the word of God. And Isaac dug again the wells of water there. A little bit background before Isaac started digging wells there, Isaac strictly obeyed. God told him, do not go to Egypt. Isaac strictly obeyed. And you know what? On that year, there was a great famine, but Isaac sowed seed in the time of drought. And scripture says, Isaac sowed in that year, and he reaped hundredfold. Verse 12 talks about it. He sowed seed in that year, and he reaped hundredfold. You can imagine that, you know, every field around Isaac's field was kind of dying. But only Isaac's field was giving hundredfold. And scripture says God blessed him. God blessed him. Because he obeyed God's voice. Now if you continue reading there, in that same year, because it was drought there, there was no water. And Isaac departed from there. And he pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar. And he dwelt there in verse 17. Verse 18. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Also Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar Quarreled with Isaac's headsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well Isaac, because they quarreled with him. Verse 21. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. So he called that its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth. Because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. You know, the Lord spoke to Isaac very clearly do not go to Egypt. And he sowed in that land, and he reaped hundredfold. God blessed him, and Isaac departed from there, and he pitched his tent in Gerar. And there he found there were wells dug by Abraham. You know what those wells were dug by Abraham and they were giving plenty of water after the death of Abraham I want you to listen to this very carefully after the death of Abraham Philistines came and they closed buried all those wells we are talking about treasures were buried long ago these wells were buried at the time of Abraham buried by not by Abraham but by Philistines but by his enemies you know, God is telling us this morning, treasures were buried somewhere and God wants us to dig those treasures. God wants us to uncover those treasures. They were buried somewhere long ago. You know, that, real, that really helps me to think. Treasures probably were buried, not in my lifetime, maybe in my father's lifetime or in my grandfather's or great-grandfather's or my forefather's lifetime. The treasures were buried. You know I believe some of us still going through the financial struggles it's not because you you don't give to God your parents did not give to God your grandparents did not obey the voice of God they never gave to God and today you are not able not able to experience those blessings because those wells are still covered and this morning God is telling you those wells were dug long ago and they were buried by the enemies not by your enemies but the enemies of your forefathers They somehow, for some reason, they failed to give God. Enemies buried those treasures. But God is telling, as Isaac did, he went and dug those wells. He uncovered the mud, the soil over there, those wells. And you know what he found when he did that? Scripture says in verse 19. Also, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. That well was well alive inside the mud, inside the ground. But all that Isaac had to do is, Isaac had to go and dig that ground because they were buried. And the moment they dug that, they found a well of running water. Today, we need to do that, what Isaac did exactly. know we are going to see we are going to talk about we are talking about our giving today unlocking the treasures they were buried in the first place probably because our forefathers robbed what they are supposed to give to god are they allowed they were very careless philistines came and they robbed the blessings of your generation and today we are not blessed Because those blessings are already taken by somebody else. And they are buried somewhere. They are stored up somewhere. And when Isaac dug that, he found the well of running water. And here there, see, look at that place. Where Isaac, when he was digging that, even the headsmen of Gerar, they came fighting. You know, that's what happens in our lives. When we are in the right place, when, we, when God asks us to do something, when us, God asks us to give, we obey and give according to the word of God. But there are enemies out there, there is enemy out there, he will not allow us to inherit those blessings. But Isaac, he was keep on doing it. He did not stop at the first well. If he would have stopped at Isaac, probably he would not have gained the experience, that treasure. That would have been taken by The herdsman of Gerar. He did not stop at Sitna. He went up to Rehoboth. And when he dug that well, he found plenty of waters. You know, sometime in our lives, we stop digging at Isaac. We hear to a sermon which says that if you give to God, you know, you will get, You God will give you. If you, give, if you are you know, very obedient in your tithes and offerings, you will see the blessings of God. But you know, when we don't see that yet, we stop digging at Isaac. But God is telling us this morning, we cannot stop, we need to continue to give to God God will take you to Sitna. Even at that time, you you will not probably still see those blessings because they are still taken by somebody else. But God will bring us to a place called Rehoboth where God will help us to experience those treasures by our own hand. We are talking about treasures were buried long ago. Treasures were buried long ago. Treasures are hidden. Treasures are of high value. Treasures are buried long ago. Treasures were also once belonged to us. But now, they are held up somewhere by somebody. You know, some of the blessings that God has given to us are not really experienced by us. Now, I want you to think about the income that comes in our family. How much of it we are able to experience And what percentage, the moment we get paid, what percentage of the money goes to credit card payment? Now all the loan payment, maybe to doctors, maybe to pharmacy. How much money is staying with us? Some of those blessings, treasures that God, we are not able to experience, they are held up somewhere by somebody. Because someone has already robbed those blessings. Someone has already taken those blessings. Now, as we talk about the doctrine of giving, it is very important that God may open our eyes to see those blessings that are hidden. They don't belong to somebody else, but it belongs to us. I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. I'll give you a little background before we read those scriptures. The context of this scripture is the Babylonian exile that took place by Nebuchadnezzar in the year 587 B.C. When Babylon invaded Jerusalem, they completely, utterly destroyed Jerusalem. <coughs> they burnt up everything. They plundered all the valuables from the city of Jerusalem, from the temple of God, and they took everything to Babylon you can imagine the wealth of children of God are taken by Babylonians now many years later God is raising a mighty king by name Cyrus he was the king of Persian king he is a Persian king and God called him and God appointed him for a time such as that and God told him you go and fight against Babylon and get all my treasures back and send my people to Jerusalem so that they may go and build the temple for me. That's the context. Now in chapter, Isaiah chapter 45, God speaking to Cyrus, King Cyrus. Thus says the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. Now think about a Persian king. And God chose that king to get his job done. And God says, I'm holding you with your right hand, with my right hand, and I will keep two doors, double doors in front of you. Keep them open so that nobody can shut those doors. And verse two, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the great gate, gates of bronze, and cut the bars of iron. These are the promises given to Cyrus because God is accusing Cyrus to go and take the wealth, to go and find the treasure. And verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. God is doing this in the life of Cyrus so that he may know that he is the God of Israel. God is doing that through Cyrus. Probably he is willing to obey the voice of God at that time. And God is giving him a promise. As verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. As I said, the background of the scripture is the Babylonian exile that took place. You know, Babylonians came and destroyed Jerusalem completely and as I said, they plundered all the valuables from the temple of God and including the Jewish people, they took them as an exile to the nation of Babylon. Many years later, Cyrus is on the job of getting those treasures back. And God is saying that I will give these treasures of darkness. These treasures of gold and silver, they have taken along with them, they were kept under their custody and they were buried we don't know how many days since they those treasures saw the light because they were buried in darkness for many years they were buried underground and babylonian if you remember the history they also fought with other nations and they brought all the wealth and they buried everything there the hidden riches of secret places now god is about to hand it over to cyrus you know, scripture 3, verse 3 says, 45 verse 3. We hold the scripture and pray to God at times. Lord, you said, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. And this morning, God is teaching us that it is time that we need to go and do what exactly Cyrus did. All that we need to think about this morning, who robbed our treasures? Who robbed the blessings that God has given to us? Who robbed those riches that God has given to us? Some of our blessings were, as I said, robbed in our lifetime. Some of those blessings were robbed in the lifetime of our grandparents. But God is asking us to find those treasures. So this morning we are talking about hidden treasures. They are buried. They are of great value. They were not buried in our lifetime. They were buried long ago. And in fact, they were in fact robbed from from us by our enemies today the devil who is walking around us he is robbing those blessings from our lives you know sometimes we end up in you know wasting our money but we know God is saying that the devil is a thief he comes to rob and to destroy our lives But at times, don't you see that the way God is protecting his children? Don't you have testimonies to share that this is the expense that I'm supposed to encounter? But you know what? God helped me. God saved me. God protected me from those expenses. God wants us to know. God wants us to realize those treasures are hiding somewhere. Now we talked about treasures. Now finally we talk about how do we unlock or uncover the hidden treasures? There are many things we can talk about this morning, but I want to give only two ideas from the scripture. There are two things that the word of God is talking about in the context of giving. How do we unlock these treasures? How do we uncover these treasures? Number one, we can learn that very well from the life of Elijah. Elijah proclaimed a three years drought in that nation. He said before King Ahab, there is no grain for the next three years. But now he struggled. He suffered over it. And God told him he did not have food to eat. God told him, you go to the brook of Cherith. And Cherith is flowing into Jordan, River Jordan. And go and drink the water in Cherith, in the river Cherith. And I will send you food through ravens. Ravens will come and feed you every day. Elijah did that. Ravens Obediently, they brought bread and meat in the morning and in the evening to feed Elijah. Now eventually, the drought was so severe, even the brook dried, the river dried. Now we read that from first Kings, let's turn to First Kings chapter 17. First Kings chapter 17, verses eight through 18. Now the water dried in the river and Elijah did not have any water to drink. 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 8 Then the word of the Lord came to him saying Arise, go to Zarephath which belonged to Sidon and dwell there. See I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Elijah was depending on the brook and ravens and brook dried, and raven stopped giving food. And God told Elijah, you arise and go to Zarephath, and then there I will command a widow to provide, you, provide for you. So he arose, verse 10, so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to that gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. You know, you can imagine how thirsty Elijah was. We don't know how many days since he drank water. The moment he entered, that's what he asked, bring me a cup of water. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Elijah was very hungry. Verse 12. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar and see I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Talking about a widow trying to feed her only son and after they eat they both are planning to die because they don't have anything else. The drought and famine was so severe in that land. (coughs) Sorry, And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as you, as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. I believe every word is important there. Make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. We are talking about hidden treasures. How do we unlock the hidden treasures? How do we uncover those hidden treasures in our lives? Verse 14 says, For thus says the Lord, God of Israel, The bin of floor shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on this earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of floor. Was not used up nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of Elijah which he spoke by Elijah you see the treasure there was hidden the treasure is very valuable because there it is their survival but the treasure was not seen for the eyes of the widow they were buried so long probably it was robbed from his life even her husband died she lost all the wealth that she had she stored up so many things for future we drought comes in that land but you know what everything was robbed only way to bring back those blessings in his life Elijah was right there to teach what I'm teaching this morning Elijah was teaching a great lesson on giving. All that he said, make me a small cake from it first. And bring it to me. Make me a small cake first and bring it to me. We are talking about how do we unlock those treasures. And this is what God is telling us this morning. Make that small cake and bring it to me first. You know the first blessing belongs to God. The first blessing belongs to God. That has been there in the Old Testament and that is there in the New Testament. We need to give that blessing to God to unlock those hidden treasures in our lives. You know, when I say first blessing, it means so many things to so many of us. But you know what it means to you this morning. Probably our first salary, it doesn't really belong to me. I want to give it to God. Elijah was teaching the same thing to that widow. You have only little. And she, her question was very, you know, very, very reasonable question. How do I give this to you? I have only that is sufficient for me and my son. How can you expect me to give that to you? You know, that's the same question today we ask God. Lord, I get only this much of income. How do you expect me to give to you? But God is teaching through Elijah. Bring that cake to me First. It may be our portion of our income. The moment, you know, we receive that income, the portion of it, take that aside, and leave it to with God. And I remember in my life, my mom, at least, she did that, I know. The moment dad brings salary, she comes that standing in front of the huge uh, you know, cupboard, and she opens the drawer and she counts, and she takes that one tenth and give it, keep it somewhere. And then she keeps the rest here. And this is not taken and this is used up. And this is used for God, for his purposes. That may be the first that God is expecting in your life. Elijah was teaching her to give God the first thing. This morning we are talking about how do we uncover, how do we unlock those hidden treasures? Number one, by giving what belongs to God. God says very clearly in the word, that one tenth of your income belongs to me. If we take that, it is equivalent to robbing God. Number two, by honoring God with our possessions. Honoring God with our Possessions. By giving what belongs to God first. And secondly, by honoring God with our possessions. I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Scripture says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your income, so your bonds will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Treasures. Buried somewhere. And God is giving us instruction. How do we unlock and those treasures? And God says, honor the Lord with your possessions. If you can also read Exodus chapter 13 verses 1 and 2. Exodus chapter 13 verses 1 and 2. The firstborn is consecrated. That's what scripture says. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. It is mine. Consecrate the firstborn. How do we unlock those hidden treasures? By giving the first to God. And also by honoring God with all our possession. You know, the hidden treasures can be uncovered by honoring God. You know, today at times, you know, we think that we come together as a church and we lift up our hands and worship God. You know, that's the only way to honor God. There are many other ways scripture wants us to honor Him. God expects us to honor God with our giving. And what happens in Proverbs 3, 9-10? When we honor God, what happens? And with the, when we give the first fruits, with all our increase, when we honor God, your bonds will be filled with plenty. Where that plenty comes from? That plenty comes because it is a treasure. And our wax will overflow with wine. Where that overflowing coming from? It comes because we are uncovering the treasures in our lives. You know, it is true. It is the word of God. All that we need to do is we need to practice this to see, to experience the blessings of God. You know, scripture as it says, by giving all our first fruits to God, by giving all our increases to God, you know, we can honor him by consecrating the firstborn. Now, I remember the days when moms, they dedicate their firstborn to God. And God honors that. God honors that. We have testimonies. Those children, when they grow up, they may not grow in a godly way. But you know what? They were dedicated to God by parents. And no matter where they go, God will bring them back. Because once it is given in the hands of God, God knows how to get that back. Now God is asking us to dedicate and consecrate. When the word comes, consecrate. I'm really afraid. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn." And at the end of the verse says, it is mine. It is mine. You know, when we touch something that belongs to God, that becomes a curse in our lives. This is a principle that we need to understand. When we touch something that belongs to God, the one-tenth of my income belongs to God. When I touch that, that turns to be a curse in my life. But all our commitments that we make to God, that God honors through our giving, we honor God. Children of Israel, that's, way, that's, that's what they did. Last week we talked about it. They brought wealth, they brought gold, silver, and all the valuable things to build the temple of God. And finally, they have, Moses has to stand there and say, Please stop giving, there is no room to keep. You know, they were honoring God in this, to such an extent. You know, think about, just, just to think about, some of our pays have increased. But our tithe has not increased. Do we really honor God with our giving? Now I want to talk about tithe maybe in the coming weeks, just one whole day. I want to just dwell upon the importance of tithe. But this morning, God is teaching us our treasures are hidden somewhere. And we need to uncover those treasures. Just to summarize before we pray, treasures are hidden, they are buried, they are of high value. And the treasures are not really buried in our lifetime they were just buried long ago maybe in the lifetime of our fathers and our forefathers and the value of those treasures it's just much more than all our wealth put together because they are very high value treasures that's the reason god wants us to find those treasures some of our blessings were robbed Not in our lifetime, maybe in the lifetime of our parents. But God is giving us the promise, the same promise that he spoke to Cyrus. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. You know, that's the promise of God. And when we do that, when we unlock those blessings, we will find those hidden treasures. And we finally saw two methods. The hidden treasures can be unlocked by giving God what belongs to God. And the hidden treasures can be unlocked by honoring God with all our possession. And I believe this morning, God is speaking to us. In whatever way God expects me to honor him, I want to do that. Once I know whatever belongs to God, I want to be careful to keep my hands away from those things. And make sure that those blessings go to God. This morning, God is speaking to you. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swaminathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.